0: Welcome to the unaccepted podcast the podcast for car enthusiasts and anime fans. I am your host Tony and I'm Manny. So Manny how was your weekend buddy? uh just party 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 <laughs> really really <laughs> Party and migraines Well that doesn't sound like fun but all right the migraine is part of these.
1: <laughs> I think the migraine was the best part.
0: ah okay I saw you also sold the truck right Yes the nice. truck has now been sold. very nice sure it's glad to get that out of the way now right
1: yeah definitely i no longer have to deal with all the is it still available dms
0: <laughs> you mean hold on it's is it still available you reply yes and then you don't get anything back after that yes <laughs> i don't have to deal with
1: all those oh my god i should have kept count honestly
0: yeah no there's a, i'm sure there was a lot of them that's how it is whenever you're selling almost anything online now yeah that's just like normal now, but yeah, that at least it's out of the way.
1: Out of the way, someone's going to enjoy it now, and we don't have to worry about it.
0: Did they leave any of the weeb stickers?
1: I mean, when I bought the Mustang, we took off the weeb stickers.
0: True, but didn't your dad keep like one of them?
1: I completely forgot about that one.
0: He did, right? Yeah.
1: gonna <laughs> <laughs> be interesting.
0: That'll nah, probably rip it off. We'll see.
1: <laughs> I mean, we'll never see.
0: True. Never know. (laughs) Stranger things have happened. I've ran into a car I sold before. I actually... It was my Caprice Wagon.
1: Oh, I thought it was a different car.
0: No, it was my Caprice Wagon. The Uh, exact
1: same Caprice Wagon you owned years ago. You saw it. Yes. How does that work?
0: Well, I sold it... I think it had to be like 2009. Maybe 2008. 2008, 2009, I sold the car. The guy was like super hype on it, but... I needed to get rid of it unfortunately like I didn't have the space for it. I was at in college at the time, you know what I mean? Yeah. And there was just no way I can have it. I'd had to have more of a gas-saving car, you know? Mhm. And it sucked. I hated to let it go cuz that was like the first car I ever actually like modified and kind of built, you know? I did the interior, the motor was redone, wheels, window tint, exhaust. It, like, you name it, almost everything I was able to do to that car. We had it bored 30 over. It was fucking great, dude. <laughs> we changed out the rear end to get it full posi-tracked and limited slip. Like, it was great. It was a dope wagon. Oh,
1: shit. Okay.
0: And, um, like I said, I was still in college at the time, and I bought a Fox Body. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's not the most gas-saving thing, but, you know, compared to a 4,000-pound wagon, <laughs> it... <laughs> <laughs> v8 per v8 it did save a lot more gas <laughs>
1: not bad not bad
0: but uh yeah i was i was going to um rcc at the time and i pulled into the college parking lot to go rcc find, yeah
1: which rcc campus
0: the riverside campus
1: oh nice that's where i went
0: oh okay yeah yeah so i was pulling into the structure parking and i'm going down in there and i look over and i see a light blue caprice wagon <laughs> and i fucking just stopped my car like right there <laughs> the thing to go look at it and unfortunately the front end had an impala front end mine was a caprice but it is a common swap you yeah. know what i mean a lot of people do that i don't know why i think it's fucking dumb but a lot of people swap the caprice front end to the impala front end mm-hmm. it had the impala swap now how do i how am i sure this was my wagon well, one, you never fucking see those wagons. <laughs> <laughs> Two, the interior was like all custom that I had redone for it.
1: That you visually remember how it looked.
0: Yes, given the window tints were super dark. But number three is I opened the gas lid.
1: Did you have one of those those anime girls and
0: gas cap stickers? <laughs> no. this Back then, I did not put a single sticker on any of my cars ever no uh so what happened was is one day while i was driving the wagon i had a really bad blowout on my driver rear tire Mm -hmm. and the tire shredded so bad that it took out my entire wheel well and the gas neck fill really yep that thing got lodged right behind my brake it was sketchy as fuck oh shit um you know, probably not the smartest decision looking back at it, but I pretty much took off my shirt, stuffed it in the gas tank hole to keep it from leaking and drove it home. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs>
1: and long <laughs> behold, when you opened the gas cap, the shirt was there.
0: No, 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 no. I stuffed my shirt into the gas, like the actual tank because the whole filler neck broke off. Oh, okay. Um, I, It took me forever to try to source any parts for it and I could not find parts for it anywhere not a dismantling shop obviously the dealer had stopped making parts for it so I took the the filler neck to go get pressure tested I had it pressure tested and it was actually good there was no holes in it just kind of scuffed up and a little kink in it you know so I regrounded it and obviously the wheel well and the whole assembly that held the neck in place was done for so I actually went to Home Depot got some plastics and a heater like a torch and i molded my own mounting <laughs> oh god so i opened up the gas lid and yeah that was my homemade mounting <laughs> long behold the long. Yep. this was literally like at least a year and a half two years after i sold it okay so it was actually you never know you could see the truck on the road <laughs>
1: <laughs> well the owner lives in palm springs so who knows
0: yeah, that's true. Well, if you live in Palm Springs, you're leaving out of there for a lot of all sorts of things. You know what I mean? When you live in those like little secluded things, like not everything is there and available. Obviously, to buy a fucking truck he wanted, he had to drive it Riverside, right?
1: Mm-hmm. I mean, he had a really nice car. Not gonna lie. But I mean, I mean, you can also agree that there's a lot of country clubs and like just retired people out there and everything.
0: Yeah, yeah, there is. Never know, though. Mm-hmm. You just got to know how to spot it. True, true. <laughs> but all right. Well, let's get into our first topic, Manny. What yes. we got going?
1: So we got Toyota or Toyota not.
0: Yes. Okay. So the Corolla is coming out with their Apex edition. Apex? Yes, sir. I don't know if you remember. They used to have the XRS. XRS Corolla? Corolla? Yes. I've never heard of it, actually. That was kind of like... Toyota's answer to the Civic Si, the SVT Focus, the SER Sentra. Obviously, it didn't do good if I've never heard of it. I mean, they had it for a few years, and it was sporty, came in manual, good 170 horsepower.
1: Was it made by Toyota, though?
0: Yeah. Okay. Just it just was sure. made by Toyota. Just making sure. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. That's probably why I didn't hear about it. Maybe that's why. <laughs> <laughs> but that was their answer. It. Didn't do great, obviously. We know what platform kind of took over that little small division. Mm -hmm. It's the SI, you know? Yeah. And they're bringing this Apex to kind of bring a sportier edition. The biggest thing, really, for this uh, new Apex edition that they're coming with is mostly the suspension. And the motor is super uninspiring. It's like 150, 160 horsepower. Is this like one of those... TRDs, whereas all
1: it is just as interior and just cosmetics and nothing TRD?
0: Pretty much, to be honest. <sighs> but so the reason I wanted to bring this up as a topic was because if Honda is still making, you know, their SI mm-hmm. and they're putting it out with the turbo 200 horsepower and actually making it a fun car.
1: The SI motor is the same as a Type R, isn't it? Just a smaller turbo, no?
0: No. Or
1: is that a different car I'm thinking of?
0: maybe a different car okay definitely not the same but basically
1: oh no way. i think it was the honda accord no
0: the honda accord has the same block okay yes they use they share the same block as the second okay. type bar yeah i wanted to bring this up because i find it really interesting like starter cars you know this is like an entry level kind of sports car economical still and still fun to drive right mm-hmm whereas they already have the gt86 but this is like a four a four-door car yeah why would they make it so uninspiring <laughs> is it because they don't want to get close to the gt86
1: i think it's because it's Toyota that made it not someone else for them
0: i don't know i mean they've made good cars in the past with
1: the help of others
0: no they've made good cars in the past <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just trying to throw shade at them, honestly. <laughs> I just think it's funny that, you know, they see the market, they make something to compete, but they bring nothing to it. You know what I mean? Yeah. They have to compete with the SI in that category. Mm -hmm. Given Nissan kind of had the same approach back when they kind of dropped off the SER and then they tried to bring back the Sentra Nismo edition. It was super uninspiring, just like this one. (laughs) Because, you know, the SER had the Spec-V, which was actually a good competitor to the SI. Yeah. Given there was a really boring design and nobody liked it.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It was a sleeper, man. It was a sleeper.
0: I mean, that's why I liked it. (laughs) Nice. But it was, like, aesthetically boring. Yeah. I kind of ran into it because I'm, you know, dreaming dailies right now. Right now that I have all these fucking projects going.
1: (laughs) Yeah, all these projects you have on jack stands for
0: 10 years. I just put the Type R up on jack stands, all right? Ten years ago? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be down soon. In ten years. Shut the fuck up, Manny. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, so if you were in a market for like a small compact, is that something that you want to look at? Like just the aesthetics?
1: Hmm. Not really. I mean, I mean, at
0: the end, it is just commuter car, but they're supposed to have some essence of fun to them, you know?
1: In the essence of commuter car, I would only uh, probably only just focus on reliability, honestly. Really? Parts to source just easily. You don't have to worry about this of money saver on gas and just that it won't last long because it's built tough.
0: You don't drive enough.
1: <laughs> Boy, you have no idea how much I drive.
0: Well no, see, difference from uh commuting and just driving for work. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh yeah i mean I... coming from my perspective where i do kind of commute far i cannot drive a fucking boring car <laughs> <laughs> i just can't do it there's just no way given like the truck to me is kind of a boringish car like it's not a fun fun car to drive it's just kind of comfortable mm-hmm. i don't want to commute in it all- every day though no
1: it's a gas closer right there
0: I don't care about the gas. I'm just saying, like, just in general, it's just not an enjoyable car to sit in for a long period of time.
1: Over and over again.
0: Over and over again, exactly. Okay, I see what you mean. So, like, at least from my perspective, when I look for daily cars, it's always something that's fun for me. Mm -hmm. Like, you hear a lot of people complain about they don't want to sit in traffic in a manual. I would rather sit in traffic in a manual sometimes. As long as I don't have a beefy clutch, I think I'm good.
1: Almost all my cars are manual. Except the Elko.
0: But you don't commute, Manny. <laughs> your, your commute is from the bedroom to the backyard.
1: I'm just trying to give input.
0: <laughs> well, yeah, that's kind of what I'm saying. Like, maybe Toyota has the right move with just giving them some suspension and some rowy gears. But Wait,
1: wait, wait. What if I'm commuting around work to get to one department to the other?
0: <laughs> Anyways, I think long-term-wise... I feel like NA cars are going to last longer than turbo. Mm -hmm. So maybe that's where they're going. Turbos have too much heat, and they're going to end up wearing a lot of parts down, especially since everybody's still kind of new to this direct-inject turbo family.
1: Now, when you say turbo, like turbo straight from the factory or modified to have turbos?
0: No, I mean straight from the factory. Okay. I mean, you're going to have less heat and less wear items with an NA car. Mm -hmm. On top of that, over the last five years or so everybody's been converting into direct inject turbo so it's not necessarily a technology that's been like super long you know super long-term tested you know what i mean yeah we've already found that if they don't have if they don't design their direct injection systems right the valves are going to get extremely extremely dirty and clogged yeah so that's why i think maybe they do have the right idea it sucks as far as fun, but <laughs> I mean if it was something I was gonna buy as a commuter, use it for a couple of years and then ditch it and get another one, I'd go SI. Okay. If it's something I'm gonna keep long term wise, maybe Toyota with an NA actually has a better idea.
1: Okay, not bad, not bad.
0: Yeah. I just thought it was interesting that they're pricing this thing at close to thirty grand and
1: wait, thirty grand?
0: thirty grand is their highest trim. And all you get is just
1: like a little bit stiffer suspension?
0: Pretty much. <laughs> Boy. They're starting uh, to get the apex as an entry is about twenty six five. Uh, yep.
1: They're really they really think it's gonna be I don't know. I have no comment for that.
0: Well that's I mean at that price, I I'd be in a GT eight six all day long. Yeah. Fuck that thing. <laughs> <laughs> That's like even more underpowered.
1: Fuck it. I'll just get a Yugo.
0: Shut the fuck up with that. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Manny. What do we got next, dude?
1: All righty. In the previous episode, we have discussed Xbox Series X and Microsoft's uh, unveiling towards it specs, price, and everything. Yes. And now it is Sony's turn after they just, I think it was actually last week on Wednesday.
0: It was pretty much as soon as our episode dropped, they released. Yeah.
1: So, Sony has finally made their answer, unveiling the uh, P- uh, the PlayStation 5, the PS5, and games, specs, price, and everything. I think some of the specs already came out, but this is like a full detail and everything. Uh, in comparison to the Xbox Series X and S, remember how we said how like, the S will be actually a little bit underpowered compared to the Xbox Series X? With uh, the PS5, two consoles with either the disk drive or without the disk drive, they're base. They're basically going to be the- completely the same.
0: Yeah, I kind of wondered if uh, it's going to make Xbox like manufacturing more expensive to m- manufacture two different components, you know, mm-hmm. internal hardware.
1: Whereas w- earlier you just said it's just slapped on an annex for the disc drive. I mean, they did. Yeah. <laughs> Compared to that, because uh, like I said, the both consoles will n- not be different. Just the disc drive alone.
0: Yeah, that's what I mean. Uh, manufacturing wise, it's smarter to just manufacture fire. the same stuff kind of like what our bmw story about the subscription services yeah instead of manufacturing all these different cars with different options they're just going to do all the options on every car and just make you pay a subscription service <laughs> for your seats yeah. <laughs>
1: yes because i want heated seats yep
0: gotta pay for that ass play <laughs> <laughs> oh god <laughs> this fool. but yeah so they released the price. It's the same price as the Xbox.
1: Same price as the Xbox, uh, with uh, four ninety nine, five hundred, basically for the, with the disc drive option, and three ninety nine, which is four hundred without the disc drive
0: option. Do you think they originally had a higher price and they just lowered it to avoid losing a ton of sales? My speci-
1: My speculation is yes. Um, I can't remember if it was the chair, like the CEO, someone in the executive uh, side of Sony. I remember I'd have to look look it up again, but I remember he said that the price shouldn't matter. It's because it's worth the value. So with that, it just gave like a red flag to everybody that they know it's gonna be more expensive, and I think that also like drew like, what's the word? Um, It backfired on them actually. Towards that, when they saw the Xbox release at that price, maybe they actually chose that price well before Xbox announced it. I don't think Or maybe they just chose it on the spot because they knew they'd lose
0: out. I think they matched just to avoid losing out. Like Mm. I said, that subscription thing Xbox did is pushing a lot of the wavering deciders over, you know? Yeah. Now, if you put a higher price tag on top of that, they would have lost a lot. They definitely would have lost a lot.
1: And with that, uh, Sony will not be doing a payment plan just like the ex- w- uh, Microsoft will be doing with the yeah, Xbox. Yeah, that'd
0: be too last minute to set up if it wasn't already in the works. Mm-hmm.
1: Which, honestly, in reality, I think Sony just did that on purpose because to me, I think they're just playing hard to get because they know that it's going to sell regardless.
0: Yeah, but at the same time, it's going to sell because it already has the reputation and the branding, mm-hmm. but how much of it, you know? No, yeah. So I think they definitely probably tried to do a price match. Yeah, I don't. I didn't see them coming out with you know the same price. No way. <laughs> <laughs>
1: so yeah, I mean, so it's gonna be really. Uh, so okay, I'm trying to regain my train uh, train of thought right now. So pre-orders came out for September 17th, which was last week, and with that, if you like, you can like sign up for pre-orders and stuff before that date and everything. Which a lot of people did, and you would be given an email right away when pre-orders are open, and but you would have a very small window of being able to maneuver your way into actually completing a pre-order purchase. So you
0: gotta pre-register to pre-order. You, you
1: gotta uh, the moment you get the email the pre-orders are open, you gotta be like that, honestly, like that. And the biggest complaint is that it actually sold out. The magi- almost all the pre-order sales actually sold out. Which was surprising, like I said, because... Well, not really surprising. I mean, Sony already knew it was going to sell regardless. Yeah. And with that, I mean, they already announced all the games that was going to come out fresh right when the PS5 starts coming out as well. Biggest one to note would be Spider-Man Miles Morales, uh, which is... uh, It had to do with the previous game of Spider-Man where it showed Miles Morales in the game he gets bitten by a radioactive spider and then next you know he shows peter parker's powers peter parker reveals to himself uh, reveals to miles morales that he's also has the power so i guess in this game it could it either it's maybe it's continuation from the game i don't know it could be like a spin off i don't know or completely new could be
0: new. a 2020 version he actually just got the rona <laughs> <laughs>
1: the rona Rona spider
0: yeah they're just passing around that spider like crazy over there (laughs) yeah
1: but yeah so we're going to be seeing miles morales now notes uh the hard drive a lot of people are actually talking about the hard drive situation for the ps5 um it's going to be let's see i'm trying to look up the article right now uh while you're
0: looking that up did they uh say that gran turismo 7 was going to be on the release too
1: I don't. I don't think near the release date in like the holidays when the PS5 re- is released, but I think like somewhere near it. Okay. Okay. So the hard drive is going to be a 25 gigabyte custom SSD. Okay. And a lot of people are going to flipping their shit right now because the Spider-Man Miles Morales game is a, over 100 gigabytes of memory.
0: So everybody's—is it expandable? They can attach external. It, it's to a it? custom
1: SSD, so it looks like yes, it will be expandable. In my opinion,
0: yeah. But if it's expandable, will it still work as fast?
1: So, if you're like, paying
0: for all the specs, you know what I mean.
1: So I'm gonna give like a little example right now. With my PS4, I I retrofit, or I didn't retrofit. I just added an annex to host a 4-terabyte Seagate SSD hard drive, 4-terabyte uh, hard drive. And from what I've been told, like, from my buddies, because when we are playing online games, uh, they'll be in the loading screens and right away, like, within, like, a, in a matter of minutes or just, like, less time than my friends, I'll be loaded back into, like, the main hub. I'll be loaded right into the mission well before everybody else. From what they're telling me is because of the SSD hard drive that I have, that I just process the PS4 to go faster on the processing. I don't I don't know much about tech, IT stuff and everything. So what they're telling me is that I'm lo- doing better load times than everybody else in general. So Sony, from what I've been told, what I've seen so far is that they're boasting that their SSD will actually create instant load times. So depending if it's expandable, you'll you'll have to see how that works out with the load times.
0: Yeah, and if it's in the hardware itself, whatever you expand to is not going to be that speed.
1: Probably not, honestly. So that could be, and unless someone develops an SSD that will be compatible, that will still create the the same amount of load speeds. I'm sure that'll happen. I mean, I already have this as the SSD on my PS4 that creates more load speed apparently. So I don't see I don't I don't see any I don't doubt it. That anybody won't come out with something like that. Yeah. All right. Cool. Uh, another other games that everybody's looking forward to is Horizon Zero. Uh, Horizon Two. Uh, Zero West is like a s- sequel to Horizon Zero Dawn. Uh, really well done game. I have it. I just haven't played it. If, if you remember, <laughs> if you remember all those unopened games. Yes, it's one <laughs> of those unopened games. <laughs> um, God of War, Ragnarok. Which I'm really excited because I've lived my whole childhood, of, childhood of playing God of War games, honestly. From the PS2 to the PS3 to the PS4 to the PS Vitas to the PSPs uh, PS and everything. I've played almost every dark... Uh, I mean, not dark.
2: Uh,
1: <laughs> uh, God of War game. I was that nerd back in high school at World History where I won the game of trivia when it came to Greek mythology just because, because of, of God of War. <laughs> and everybody was like getting pissed off at me because I was winning all the top points in that trivia game and everything. It's like, how the fuck did you learn this? I just looked at them. I just said God of War and they just looked at me in disgust. <laughs> I'm <laughs> like, hey man, I got the answers. You don't. I guess so. Uh, again, Gran Turismo 7 as well. The new Ranch and Clank game Rift Apart and apparently a new Final Fantasy game.
0: Really? Mm-hmm.
1: And apparently everybody's flipping their shit about it, too.
0: And they always do. <laughs> if I'm correct, because I just saw... Is that saw... going to cross-platform finally, or no?
1: I have no idea, actually. But an interesting article that just passed me, I did not get a chance to save it, though. Um, if I'm correct, the article said the combat developer for the Devil May Cry games is now in charge of the combat development for the new Final Fantasy game. Hmm. So that's going to be really interesting and everything.
0: Yeah. All right. And I'd be interested to see if it's going to get A uh, cross platformed because that'd be huge.
1: Well, I don't know. Everybody wants class. You can do it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, One more time. Cross platform. There you go. But uh, I just feel like all these, like Microsoft and Sony, are just like trying to bullshit each other, honestly.
0: Oh, I'm sure they are.
1: I mean, you already. I mean, we we already see like PC can also cross platform already with like Xbox. But if we'll ever see it with like Sony, like I I think there's already a few games where you can cross platform already. I think.
0: Yeah, but there's not, there's some, and and from what I've seen and read a few articles on, there seems to be more of a push for it. Yeah, more people are wanting it, you know, and eventually consumer is gonna is gonna rule on that, you know.
1: I feel like the. The biggest fandom when it comes to cross-platform is actually going to be Call of Duty. Really? I mean, everybody's playing Call of Duty. I don't play Call of Duty personally because it just doesn't interest me. But I just feel like it's one of the most played games that everybody wants to play together with.
0: Yeah, that's true.
1: Uh, another one I would say is like Minecraft or GTA 5, Uh Some of those games as well. I'm trying to think of other games that are just so popular online and everything that you would expect everybody want to be playing with each other. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you can think of any on your top of your head.
0: Uh, is Fortnite
1: cross-platform? I wouldn't know. Uh, to me, that game is just cancer, so I don't pay attention to it.
0: But it is something that might be cross platformed. I don't know. Okay. <laughs>
1: yeah. Um, but yeah, so the biggest issue now that I have concerned about the new PS5, it is no longer going to be, or it will never be actually, backwards compatible. So, we won't be able to play our PS1, 2, or 3 games. Uh, From what I've seen so far, yes, we will be seeing PS4
0: games on the PS5, but... Just remastered or something like that. Remastered stuff and everything. Oh, and uh, Fortnite is cross-platform.
1: From all consoles plus PC or just in general? Or what do you mean?
0: PC, Xbox, PlayStation, Switch. Interesting. Yeah, it's pretty broad. And... Even though you think it's cancer, it's pretty huge and popular. I know, I know. So if that kind of stuff is pushing towards cross-platform stuff, then maybe we can start seeing it in some of Mm -hmm. these other ones.
1: True, true. But yeah, so no backwards compatibility. That sucks. Yes, it does. Because now, what I'm going to... Oh, my God. This is actually sad for me, honestly. (laughs) (laughs) Because... the Xbox said that they're going to get backwards compatible for all their games to the original Xbox. Nice. So it's just, I don't know how it's going to be played out and stuff, unless they just keep doing the shit that they're doing just to make more reuse previous cash cows in the past and just remaster them or remake them and just sell them for the PS5 and everything.
0: That's probably a bigger possibility, yeah.
1: Which they've been doing for a while anyway, regardless.
0: yeah. I guess, and hopefully, as long as your old consoles are still working, <laughs>
1: I have all the p s the the sony consoles, so I just like switch off from my t v yeah. on the inputs and just play whatever I feel like playing honestly,
0: yeah, I have the uh fat boy p s three in the other room oh, you're so lucky, so I can still play my p s twos and p s ones and everything in there.
1: I have the slim
0: I have the slim over there in my in the master bedroom mm-hmm. And, yeah, no, I like the Fat Boy. It can, can play all of them. <laughs> Hopefully it doesn't die on me. <laughs> hey,
1: man. I mean, if it dies, just try to see if you can get, like, an IT person to fix it.
0: Yeah, seriously. I mean, it's been humping this whole time, so I'm hoping it stays alive. Mm, I
1: mean, you could always just, like, tear it apart and give it a good cleaning. You never know.
0: True. Some preventative maintenance going. Yes. <laughs> yes, Definitely. <laughs>
1: So, some of the key features for the uh, PS Five is that all the games are going to be at 4K with 60 frames per second, and with the potential of up to 8K resolution of and it's 120 frames per second, uh, ray tracing and fast loading SSD, which will we, which is what we mentioned earlier. And again, the prices, uh, release date for the PS Five will be November 12th in select territories including the U.S., Canada, Mexico, and a few other countries. And I'm assuming like maybe like Britain, uh, the U.K. as well. And for worldwide release, it will be November 19th. Or in other words, the rest of the world. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes, that's pretty much it for the PS5. I don't know if you have any questions or if you want to add some input to it.
0: No, I think I'm good, buddy. I think I'm yeah. good. What's, what's our next one?
1: Well, actually, no. I did want to put... I'm probably yeah, not going to buy the PS5 firsthand. And by firsthand, I mean, like, initially within the first year. Maybe, like, I'll wait a bit.
0: Oh, so you're not going to go into uh, Black Friday and get trampled on?
1: No, nah, Black Friday's canceled, to <laughs> my opinion, this year, honestly. <laughs> I bet you everybody's going to go crying their shit, because already Halloween got canceled, and everybody's crying their shit off. Mm,
0: well, they have a... Uh, what is that? Cyber Monday. True,
1: true. But I doubt Sony's gonna give like, give Anything like
0: significant, a, yeah.
1: Give a discount, especially on a brand new console like that.
0: They normally do every release, though I think. Not a lot, but they normally do.
1: I've never seen it before. All
0: right, we'll keep an eye on it.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so I'll probably wait a bit, like maybe a year or maybe like half a year, just depending. Maybe they'll come up with a really good ass bundle that I'll, I'll enjoy and stuff, and just go for that. Honestly.
0: They're gonna do a God of War bundle. Which I will
1: buy, because I already (laughs) bought the collector's edition for the God of War game for the PS4. Which, no regrets uh, how much I paid for, but it was amazing, especially with the figure that came with. Dope. Alrighty, so, next topic. Oh, so, we're back
0: to EV again. Oh, yes, we are, actually. So I thought you said we're done with it. You'll see. (laughs) (laughs) So, I found this one interesting because Honda um, debuted their little prototype honda e Mm -hmm. and it's a little electric car which i thought was interesting to bring up because we talked about the gm and honda collaboration yes which they're going to collaborate to make two ev cars right Mm -hmm. and they're supposed to be brand new platforms yes now this prototype that honda released is a brand new platform
1: Is it part of the deal with GM?
0: It is not. This is is all Honda. So this is a separate project. This is a separate project. Okay. I think this project is the reason they decided to do a collaboration with GM. Can you elaborate? Okay, so I'm going to get a little bit boo-nerd for a second. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, it all breaks down to numbers at the end. So let's take a comparison of what's in the U.S. market right now we have where we had the uh nissan leaf right yes and would you consider the nissan leaf to be like a good pinnacle ev car
1: i don't know the specs so i would not know
0: okay it's not <laughs> <laughs> so the nissan leaf does a roughly 147 horsepower and only has a range of about 168 miles
1: 168 miles. I can do that in just a day, actually. God damn.
0: Yeah, it's it's not super impressive.
1: It's better than the Wrangler.
0: <laughs> I guess so, <laughs> yes. But remember, the Wrangler is a hybrid, not full EV. I'm still gonna throw shade. Alright, whatever. we're just talking full EV here. Okay. Now, now let's take something like the uh Co- the the Kona. Oh uh, that's from Hyundai. Oh. They have an E V spec which is Roughly 201 horsepower, and it does roughly 180 miles range.
1: So, a little bit more power, a little bit more range. Okay. Yeah.
0: So, going back to the Leaf, they're running off of a 40-kilowatt battery. Okay. The Kona is running off a of 64-kilowatt. Mind you, the Kona is like a, kind of like a semi-crossover-looking little thing. Mm-hmm. So, not great. <laughs> <laughs> but... Honda produced this with 35.5 kilowatt battery. Hmm. And it's only doing about 137 to maybe 124 uh mile range. What about the horsepower? 134.
1: Uh looks like now the I know the
0: advanced pack goes to 152, but even with that pack it is still a second and a half slower at a zero to 60 than the Nissan Leaf. Wow. Like, so those are, you know, raw numbers. That's really, really bad. <laughs> okay, I can understand why
1: you said that they needed that collaboration with GM.
0: Yes. Now, mind you, they haven't thrown a lot of money into this kind of research and development or anything. They <laughs> should for all we know, maybe they've, you know, they've obviously been working on this for a while, right? Yeah. So they probably started working on it. They already spent money on this platform to develop this prototype, and this is the results they got. Because, you know, Honda likes to make things kind of minimalistic for that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. They went for it. It obviously did not work out. Maybe that's where the talks with GM kind of came from. Right? Yeah. Obviously speculation, but... After seeing this, I was kind of like, wow, that's really terrible. <laughs> <laughs> now, given where the article talks about and kind of praises is within Honda's realm because they do know how to make cars. True. So they did kind of praise a little bit on the styling. Personally, to me, it kind of looks like a Fiat or a Mini. It uh, more looks like a Mini Cooper to me. Right? Yes. Something like that. And so, suppose- why, why do the wheels look like clocks? Like clocks?
1: Analog clocks. Or not analog, like grandfather clocks.
0: I do not know. Well, they look like they partially cover most of the wheel, kind of like a moon disc. I don't know. It's bugging me right now. All right, chill, Manny. Chill. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, it kind of looks kind of like a a moon disc. And the more of the wheel you're actually able to cover, it's better for like aerodynamics. Mm -hmm. So thus saving, well, not gas mileage, but saving more range in this case. I don't know if, I'm a little bit off topic, but I don't know if you've ever seen, like, there's actually a car scene for that. For putting discs? For, they moon disc their wheels, they slick down their car, they empty it of weight, because it's not about going fast to them, it's about saving gas. Oh, God. I'll do a little bit more research, and we'll do a write-up maybe on another episode. I thought it was fucking hilarious, but there's legitimately a car culture who mods their cars to save gas. Wow. Okay. I'll I'll do a little bit more research and maybe next week I'll I'll bring something in for you to look at. I mean
1: it's something I would expect, especially since the car community is so diverse, but
2: wow. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. It's different. Definitely different. Yeah. I'll I'll write something up for next week. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's kind of like the front of it. So they do kind of praise on its sizing, its steering rack, and and how it drove, I guess. But honestly, that's all they really could praise it on. The num the numbers just don't make sense.
1: I'm I'm kind of digging the front look, honestly, though.
0: No, it's not bad. No, I think it looks better than the Mini.
1: True. <laughs> However, the classic Minis are better.
0: Yeah, but that's not really even like a car. <laughs> It's a toy car. I mean, pretty much it is. So, yeah, this, I think, is kind of the root of the whole GM-Honda collaboration. Mm -hmm. So I thought it was kind of interesting to take a look at and find out that, hey, Honda can't do electric stuff, man. (laughs) (laughs) So hopefully after the collaboration, they can pick up some of that stuff learned and do better. Definitely, definitely. We can't let Elon fucking take all the business for that, man. (laughs) It's just like the muscle cars. There's got to be competition to achieve greatness.
1: True, true.
0: So, yeah, I just wanted to draw some attention to this pathetic little thing.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It looks nice, but it doesn't operate well.
0: No, that's just so bad, man. So bad.
1: Just (sighs) like the Yugo.
0: (laughs) Yeah, pretty much.
1: But the Yugo is nice.
0: All right, you're making my head hurt. Let's go to the next one. <laughs>
1: <laughs> all righty, it's now, down, uh, now time for the anime review. Oh, yes, all right. So, just a heads up, everybody. Uh, originally, we were going to do a review on Cross Aang, but as it turns out, it was removed from Crunchy, Netflix, Hulu, and the only place we could find it on besides like those ad-ridden websites and really shady looking websites
0: <laughs> was
1: Google Play which you had to pay a, like for every, every literally every single episode you had to pay just to watch it
0: wow so yes if anybody has a legitimate where place that ain't going to put a worm in our computer let us know send us a link <laughs> yes cuz
1: i'm still interested in watching that anime but just not for the price of $50.
0: Yeah, so we basically skipped it and jumped right over to Classroom Crisis. Classroom Crisis, yes.
1: Which, I do remember, there was an Natasha for that series back at Enemy Impulse. Really? Yes, I think uh, it was an Evo.
0: Oh, okay.
1: It was purple on one side, red on the other side.
0: I probably wouldn't have recognized it. <laughs> <laughs> I'll
1: try <laughs> to see if I find pictures and show it to you. See if you, it jogs your memory.
0: Yep, send me a picture and uh, I'll probably just put it up for the for the episode post okay yeah sounds good but all right let's get into it manny you have some uh, background info all righty so yes uh again so
1: this was a recommendation i forgot who recommended it Uh, i don't think that's important anymore it's already like what like been a few weeks for that something like that (laughs) so classroom crisis it's 13 episodes long aired back in july 4th of 2015 and had a run time until september 26th of 2015 also considered a summer 2015 anime and producers were like Aniplex, and and licensors Aniplex of america for here in the u.s mm-hmm. uh again your standard 24 episode uh, and pg-13 anime drama romance school sci-fi so it looks like the original artwork, or not the original artwork, but the source material was, it did have source material. Like, I don't know if you remember, like, previous uh, anime review, it didn't have source material. And
0: yeah, and they kind of read it the same time and just tried to catch up to it.
1: Yeah, so it's like from June 27th, 2015, is when the original run came out for the manga. And again, with the anime, it came out July 3rd. So it probably caught some attention towards the anime producers uh, and with potential to make this anime and everything. Mm-hmm. Uh Romantic comedy. I wouldn't say there was too much romance, honestly. Mm,
0: none. that really even sticks out to me, to be honest. Well, you didn't finish the anime. No, I'm two episodes short. <laughs> and
1: there was some romance, but just at the
0: end. Oh, well, mm, no, still no. <laughs> <laughs> it was definitely
1: funny in certain parts of the anime, though. I will give it that honestly. I did enjoy it. Honestly, this has been a really well anime for me, honestly. I know you've been enjoying it, you've told me.
0: Yeah, I'd have to agree with you. It's actually way better written than the last one we looked at. (laughs) This was way better written. Yeah. Animation was still really good. Oh, definitely. The only gripe I have about the animation was her blank face.
1: (laughs) Oh, (laughs) yes, yes, yes. For Mizuki Sarah.
0: Yes, every once in a while she had this smile that just looked like a doll, like zoned out of all consciousness <laughs> just smiling with a straight face it, it was weird yes. but overall it was really great
1: yes so yeah uh, the story uh, so just like a quick summary and everything uh so we don't like give too much spoilers especially for tony since he didn't finish
0: it whatever it was my birthday weekend i was drunk it was a
1: birthday weekend for me too for some family member i got still so got drunk and watched it
0: well that's you <laughs> <laughs>
1: So uh, the main protagonist uh, it would have to be revolving again uh, around Nagisa Kiryu. Uh, I can never underst- I can never hear that name properly anymore
0: because of the video game.
1: And you know which video game too. Huh? Yep. <laughs> 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 For a lot of people that uh, have enjoyed the game maybe or want to check it out, Yakuza the series games. Uh, there's a character named Majima. He's always following or like hiding, looking for the main character in the game. And every time he finds you, he just, you just hear him scream, Kiryu chan. <laughs> 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 so it, the anime revolves around Nagisa Kiryu um, and also Mizuku, um Yeah, Mizuki's uh, older brother, Kaito Sarah. Mm-hmm. So it revolves between them two as the main protagonist for the series. Um, each with their own separate ideal of philosophy in terms of business and everything, uh, I would say, honestly, because one is all about innovation and pioneer and engineering. The other one's just business, honestly, and yeah. politics. Yeah. Uh, it revolves them and it comes down to a. Uh, basically, they just have like a classroom inside of a corporation, which you don't see. Well, you see a lot most of the time, honestly, I would say.
0: Yeah, I would say in animes, that's pretty common. Yeah.
1: And the classroom is actually called ATEC, which is short for Advanced Technological Development Department Educational Development Class. I don't know how that simplifies to ATEC.
0: Not really sure. There was a
1: lot of D's in there. <laughs> Pun intended. <laughs> uh, so yes, uh, Kaito uh, Sarah is apparently a prodigy engineer in space work, like aerospace engineering for building rockets. Um, Rockets and airplanes using the rocket uh, engines and everything, and with that, he is also the head of the engineer of ATEC, which is like a club or like a department inside their company. But at the same time, the workers for him are actually his students as well, so they have to be students during the day, and then after that, they go to work as engineers, which apparently is what almost everybody does in that corporation. They go through a school. Specialized for that uh, corporation, and they're pretty much just hired on the spot.
0: Yep, and they had everything from engineer, mechanic, designer, PR, accounting, accounting everything. Politics, between- I think p-
1: philosophy, I, I, don't, I don't know. They had almost everything, honestly. Yeah. Um, and it just revol- revolves around Nagisa trying to disband the AT Club, and while with Ka- uh, Kaido trying to prove its worth towards the company. Again, this anime does get very political as well in the, uh, with them bringing politics to save the, clu- the club and the, the department, basically.
0: Yeah, and that's kind of what made it so well-written, honestly. Yes. Is that it kind of had a lot of underpinnings you had to pay attention to.
1: Yes, which I kept pausing the anime for you because you just kept looking at your phone.
0: I have things to do. <laughs> you were looking at a <laughs> giveaway. I had things to do, Manny.
1: That's one of my pet peeves. It's just like when I'm trying to show someone anime, they just start looking at their phone. It's like, really? Really?
0: It happens. (laughs) (laughs) It
1: does not happen. It's
2: called multitasking.
1: It's called rude. (laughs) (laughs) So with that, um, we we see about corruption in the politics and corruption towards businesses that do lobbying towards... Which is typically what we see in real life anyway.
0: Yeah, pretty much.
1: And Nagisa trying to basically... uh, he's in a way related to the main people in the corporation and everything and he's just trying to find ways to get revenge towards those people which are direct family members towards him but shun does an outcast
0: yeah which again is a fairly typical scenario as well in a lot of animes oh in animes okay Yes, yes yes that's a really typical like scenario going on the battling factions within a corporation trying to do a hostile takeover of the chairman or something, yes, you know what I mean?
1: And involving politics and national resources and all that stuff and everything. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think of an anime that. I'm trying to think, of I think Gate would be one. I would think, no.
0: Kind of, yeah.
1: Okay. Yeah, yeah. So uh, the idea was basically just trying to save this club in general. And finding out true identities, because there's lots of plot twists. I don't know if Tony wants me to talk about them. That's up to him.
0: You shouldn't be spoiling it for listeners anyways. Yeah.
1: <laughs> That's why I'm having a hard time trying to talk about this.
0: Well, it's it's a review of how the anime was, not a detailed description of i know, I know. <laughs> so
1: the anime takes place far into the future uh where they have interstellar uh, transportation through planets and to their around the solar system where now humans can now inhabit different planets of the solar system especially jupiter yep which was really interesting when i saw that i was like i actually want to see what it's like in J- jupiter in the anime world <laughs> <laughs> the story takes place in the fourth installment of tokyo on mars and with Mars uh, as being the central focus, uh, we only catch a few glimpses of Earth, and they only mention Earth every now and then. And with that, that's where the uh, the whole story takes place and everything. A few times we'll see it actually take up uh, like in like satellite space centers, or I don't know how you would call them, honestly.
0: I guess uh, stations, like space stations kind of thing.
1: Like really big yeah sta- uh, space stations with malls inside of them.
0: Side note, when you were talking about the planets, mm-hmm. I don't know if you saw that they actually found what they think there could be life sustainable on Venus now.
1: Oh, yes. They did announce that in real life. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> when you said that it clicked in my head, I was like, oh, yeah, I think I would read something about that earlier. <laughs> well,
1: looks like I don't have to worry about waiting for the anime world to show me that. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, uh, go ahead. But huge plot twist. I hate it when they bring aliens into subjects. Always. So, Venus is a letdown. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know. Is there anything else you can add to this right, uh, right now?
0: I think that it was, like I said, it was written really well. Animation was good. Music was whatever.
1: <laughs> Music was actually good in certain, in certain parts, honestly.
0: I mean, overall, though. Like, mm-hmm. I'm talking about, like, theme opening and stuff like that. Oh, it's okay, not okay, one okay. that I wouldn't want to listen to all the time. Okay, I see what you mean now. At all. <laughs> <laughs> but it was good. Um. I guess as a general thing, I thought they kind of overdramatized reactions to the main character of Nagasi. Uh,
1: Nagasi, uh, yeah.
0: So, like, they never really showed him. I guess because, you know, like, I'm a, flicker, uh, a stickler for, like, character development. Yes. So, like, they never really showed him super happy and prancing and smiling or whatever, you know? He's always kind of been of a grump and very serious and very off-putting, right? Well,
1: if you're remembering the anime, what t- in type of environment he grew up especially... No,
0: I'm not... Yeah, yeah. I'm not saying why is he like that or whatever. I'm just saying that's how he's been from the beginning all the way through right yes and there were several times where they're like oh i can't believe he's like that and blah 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 and it's like he's never really changed his persona he's never showed them another side but they all got super dramatic about well, it
1: granted he actually only opened up to one character about his actual past so she's the only one that actually knows
0: but the entire class got all dramatic about it and i just thought that was kind of dumb True, true, <laughs> true. that was to me that was like that was a bad reaction that wasn't practical to how the story was written
1: now the funny reactions is towards the the teacher Kaido. Yes, <laughs> oh, everybody just talks shit on him. <laughs> I mean, he's like so like uh, he's like a big ass airhead. I would say no, especially yeah, pretty much. Yeah, he, he like most of the time this character he will try to like, get his point across, and then like, oh, but you really can't do this without this. Oh shit, I didn't think about
0: that. But you know what? They still wrote him good enough to where it wasn't super obvious and like annoying. Because, you know, a lot of animes will write stuff like that, or like uh, like Bleach, his dad, how his dad's uh, always like, That's over-the-top, air-heady, and really annoying d- written. Okay, I see what and you mean. And he was actually well-written, too. Like, you know, he kept it moderate. You know what I mean? I think
1: the reason why they did it is just because they knew that dad was a side character, but this is a main character. They didn't want to overdo it for a main character.
0: Well, they didn't have anybody overdoing it, though. True. Right? Because even, like, his assistant, Chick mm-hmm. with the Glasses, even her, she had a couple clumsy moments here and there, but they didn't overdo it either. You know, mm-hmm. Nobody was really, really dramatic on that, which true. I like because that shit annoys me.
1: <laughs> true, true. I mean, from, and from what I've seen where you left off, there's going to be some huge, huge political and just like internal affair development and everything that you're just going to be really, you're going to be really surprised at what's going to happen on the sea. So best of luck for you because I cried in the last episode.
0: Oh, jeez, it was one of those for you. Yes. Oh, wow. Yes, there was a
1: very touching moment, and it just created some waterworks.
0: Jeez, thank you to whoever sent this in, because you made Manny cry.
1: Hey, that's when I know it's a good anime.
0: <laughs> yeah, this is one I'm definitely going to literally probably finish tomorrow. Why sure. not tonight? Because I have to work in the morning, damn it. <laughs> so do I. I have to work earlier than you.
1: So do I. No, you don't. (laughs) I know I don't have delivery tomorrow.
0: (laughs) But yeah, this was actually really good. So what do you think, Manny? Uh, One through ten.
1: I'm actually going to give this a nine. A nine. I'm actually going to give this a nine. All right. And well-deserved nine, in my opinion. Okay. I super enjoyed it. Animation, storyline. My idea of the character development was more different towards you. I actually saw character development in the characters, especially for the main one. Um, especially seeing where he grew up from, how he and he all evolved, just basically just like changing with this group of uh, kids that are his age and everything, and people actually seeing like him actually enjoying himself. But glad to say they all like you said they all see him like all like a villain, all gloomy and everything. Yeah. And but they never actually see his real intentions that he was actually trying to save their club.
0: Yeah. No, I saw character development. I just never saw him express any kind of other feelings or personality to the other classmates for them to react the way they did
1: you might see that in the last two episodes
0: okay but what i'm saying is the way they reacted earlier in the series Mm -hmm. they didn't see anything for that kind of reaction
1: maybe because he was all he had all that like business mentality all he wanted to do was just like
0: Yeah. no he he always presented that consistently Mm -hmm. the fact that they just got dramatic because he stayed the same the whole time (laughs) it it didn't make sense to me i was kind of like no you guys didn't do that part right when he flunked
1: all his uh his uh, exams in school
2: yeah
0: (laughs) (laughs) so for me i'm gonna give this like a solid eight and a half and honestly that's without finishing it okay even with the little criticism i have it was actually really solid i think this is definitely one of those hidden gems because i had no idea it even existed
1: i knew it existed i just never got a chance to actually well, give it funny. a try it,
0: it was nothing that ever called out enough to where we're like oh we have to go watch mm-hmm. this you know so it was kind of hidden yeah i think this was a definitely a solid one i'm pretty sure once i finish it um maybe the score can get higher than that true so yeah i, I think that was a definitely solid solid eight and a half
1: nice nice
0: so do we have anything on dick
1: on dick uh this ain't a boat this is your house
0: How many times do I have to go through this, (laughs) man? Do we have anything next after this one?
1: Uh, I mean, me driving home, I guess.
0: Anime reviews. Oh. Actually, no. That was actually
1: our last anime review. Unless we could get someone to actually tell us where we can watch Cross
0: Aang. Okay. If we can get that. If not, maybe we'll do another Instagram post and get some more recommendations going. Definitely. I know Leo's going to ask you to watch uh, Mysterious Girlfriend X.
1: I'm kind of inclined to do a review now of that, just because of him. Just because of him? But just to troll him, I probably won't.
2: (laughs) (laughs)
0: Yikes. All right. (laughs) What we can do is we can say we watched it, but just not review it. Okay. (laughs) That'll be great. For sure. But uh, yeah, if anything, we'll probably do another Instagram story, questions, and uh, get some more on the list.
1: Yeah, definitely. And again, if anybody can definitely tell us where we can watch Cross Ang, where we don't have to pay $50 in total <laughs> just to watch it, that'd be very appreciated, especially if it's not a very, very sketchy site that will give us worms.
0: Got it. All right, Manny, let's move it along. What's up?
1: Uh, You
0: had something about intro to cars. Oh, yeah. So, kind of a uh, hot take questions. Mm-hmm. So... I was doing, you know, like I said, I'm working on some behind-the-scenes stuff and debating on what cars I want to let go, which ones I want to use as a daily, which one I'm going to do this and that with, you know? Mm -hmm. And I was going through and noticing, like, a lot of cars, I guess, you know, time, obviously. They're getting pretty cheap now. Like, there's a lot of nice options out there for some really cheap money. Yeah. So, I guess if you had, let's say... Small budget time. $5,000. Cheap. That's not really much. Mm -hmm. This is going to be your, let's say, your track slash street toy. Okay. What would you pick up? A Yugo. Seriously. (laughs) 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 Oh shit.
1: That's an interesting question, actually, now that I think about it.
0: Yeah, I noticed, like, so many things are dropping into kind of low rates now.
1: Okay, so when I was looking up a Toyota pickup, I did delve into other areas of cars not just a to pick so i do see a trend of what you're talking about right now mm-hmm. and to be honest and what i've seen the most in my opinion i'd probably choose an fc
0: really yes that's actually kind of surprising
1: i've honestly i've taken a liking to fcs more than fds i've had some friends talk shit on me about that that's up to me not to them yeah so I would actually choose probably an FC, maybe.
0: Okay. Just rebuild your motor every couple of years? <laughs> no, just do a,
1: five, a 5.0 swap in it.
0: a boy. <laughs> That's actually one of those uh, projects I've always wanted to do. Mm-hmm. I've always wanted to do actually exactly that, a 5.0 and an FC. Mm. Mostly, and I know might catch a little bit of heat, I fucking hate rotaries. <laughs> <laughs> They sound amazing, they can make great power, but fuck that maintenance and fuck having a rebuild all the time and those stupid <laughs> Apex seals. <laughs> hey. I fucking bought one once and no, it took forever for me to get it running again. And Wait, you actually bought one? Yeah, I had one. Dude, I actually used to uh, flip cars at an auction. I
1: but I still never knew you had an FD
0: not an F. I i mean FC, FC, fc it was an fc yeah yeah i had an fc i've probably dude i've probably gone through 50 60 different cars mm-hmm. um it was a public auction kind of thing and i'd pick a bunch up and drive it to school drive it to college drive it to anywhere for a while while i'm selling it and then go buy two with the profit from that then go buy three and <laughs> not bad not bad yeah In all fairness, most of them were Camrys and Civics and Accords. Okay. Because they sold. (laughs) They sold really quick.
1: Reliability?
0: Yeah. No, they sold really quick. And it got to the point where I was kind of able to figure out their quarks when they get older. So, like, Camrys, for those older ones that I was buying from the auction, their door handles would always break. (laughs) They always have broken door handles. That's funny. Um, if you found a V6 Camry, two things. One, they never replaced the spark plug in the very back. I literally owned at least eight of these motherfuckers, V6s. And when I did tune-ups on them, every single time the very back spark plug was never changed out. That shit looked old as fuck. Was it because like a like a hard-to-reach location? It was a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> it reminds Again, me of my exterior. I learned I learned all the quirks of the yeah. car, so I knew how to get to it. It was still a bitch, but every single fucking car was like decent spark plug decent spark plugs decent spark plug you get to the back and it's like this old spark plug that doesn't match any of the other ones <laughs> on top of that the v6s also were known for a motor mount in the back that always went bad ooh and it would almost sound like the engine's knocking but again it's such a bitch to get to nobody ever changes it out yeah So I actually bought one, not from an auction. I bought it from a guy who thought the motor was knocking. (laughs) Oh, shit. (laughs) I picked it up for like 400 bucks, changed the motor mount out, and sold it for like three grand. Nice. But anyways, yes, I had an FC, and it was a motherfucker. Fuck that. (laughs) (laughs) If I were to get one, I would probably gut the whole thing out and swap it out. Nice. Same with an FD. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Same with an FD. But anyways, I was looking through there, and um, I think I'd buy a Spec V.
1: You already had one before, though.
0: I did, that's why I tell you with confidence that's what I'd buy again. Oh, yeah, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> Fun little car, Brembo brakes on a fucking 2,700-pound car, and it's the same Brembo's on the 350s of the same year.
1: Boring-looking.
0: Very boring-looking. I won't catch any heat from the cops. <laughs> Good little uh, six-speed and LSD. It's a fun little car. High compression little two point five. All not day long.
1: Not bad, not bad.
0: But I just thought it was super interesting how cheap they're getting now. Are they? Oh yeah, dude. I found one for like four grand. Buy one then. There's some other things in the works. <laughs> <laughs> There's some other things okay, in the works. Okay. I'm gonna leave it low key until everything is said and done because right now i don't really know if it's gonna happen or not yeah but we'll see okay so i do have some things in the works but during my venturing of looking and shopping i kind of noticed you know i looked at other things too because you get bored and start shopping around you know and it does kind of make me miss that spec v (laughs) maybe later on they're they're freaking dirt cheap now man for sure but yeah, so you brought up an FCS, which I think is interesting now. So maybe we can think about a future track build for you? Probably. Probably. All right. We'll sell the El Camino. Don't worry about it. Fuck no. <laughs> <laughs> you said that'd be the first one to go. For a different car. All right. All right. Well, with that, let's get into some little bit of updates. Yes. Uh,
1: so from on my end, the El Camino, I just purchased... A Holly Sniper EFI conversion kit.
0: Yes, the
1: full kit, so everything's in there to the throttle body, the fuel system, the fuel rail, to the, everything basically.
0: Nice. All right.
1: Comes with a little tablet that I can gauge and everything. And it will self-tune as I drive it and everything.
0: Awesome. And this is direct bolt-on to your lower manifold, right? Yes. Sweet.
1: Which I'm actually gonna do some research right now because when I first br- when I when I bought it when I well. When I went to go buy it, I asked the dude, I was like, do I need to worry about the intake manifold? He's like, well, well, which one do you have? I know it's an Edelbrock, but like, uh, other than that, I can't tell you much. It's like, no, you should pretty much, you should be fine, honestly. It it really shouldn't be too much of an issue. But I'm probably just going to look into it, see if there's maybe a better option for a better intake manifold. I don't know. I feel like just like the one I have is just like really just basic Edelbrock. Just a really basic one, honestly, so... I might look into that. Not too sure, because that EFI kit definitely took a very big hit towards my savings. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, does this EFI kit have hood clearance?
1: Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It should. Uh, from what I've seen, uh, what I from what I've seen, I think it might sit lower.
0: Oh, even better. Mm-hmm. So you have even more options with your lower manifold. Mm-hmm. Sweet, dude. Definitely.
1: So, I mean, that's pretty much it. Have Um, you looked at uh,
0: how to install it? Are you going to take it to a shop or are we going to do a little uh, teardown? So,
1: first right now, I'm going to, like I said, I'm going to take the El Camino to a buddy of ours. And he's going to take a look at the wiring first. And what he can tell me, if he can do it and everything, we'll start doing it. You get basically all the wiring done, redone all inside the engine bay. That's my plan first before I even do anything
0: so far. Oh, so you're going to redo your harness.
1: I want to clean up the whole engine bay, basically. Make it simplified and not have all that shitty wiring and everything. And well, ex- excessive relays and everything.
0: Yep. Welcome to old cars. Yes.
1: So that's my goal first, uh, before I even do anything. After that, valve covers. Uh, uh, I mean, I already have the air filter. Then install the EFI kit, basically.
0: All right. Yeah, That. have fun with that wiring.
1: Mm-hmm. Don't call me. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, uh, the dude I've been talking to, he seems really interested. He really wants to look at it more in person because he saw it, but in the dark. So he really couldn't see much. But okay. he did have some gripes about it. So, um, But he said he really wants to help me with it, I think. With that, also, I did ask about the the starter for the El Camino. Mm-hmm. So before I can even buy it, I'm going to have to uh, actually remove it. And have it tested. No, actually I have to see what kind of starter I have. The guy uh, when I asked uh when I went to J&M Speed Center when I bought the EFI kit I was like, "Hey, I'm looking at a I want to see if I can get a starter too." I was like, "Okay, do you have staggered or straight?" I was like, "What?" So he, uh, "Yeah, so there's two types of uh, starters. It's either it's staggered or it's straight. So I have to take out the the old the current starter to see if it's either or and then just basically just buy the one I need."
0: Okay. Did uh you ask him if it, if those are prone to heat soak at all? I
1: probably will once I actually want to replace it. Okay. Yeah. So right now my just my main concern is just figuring out if it's staggered or straight. Cool. But other than that like I said, the uh, first step right now that I want to do is just the wiring. Um after that um I am going to uh, after talking to our buddy Tommy, he put um automatic locks like a whole new automatic lock system in his car. So I want to see if I can do that with the the pickup truck as well. So I'm probably going to take it to a stereo shop that deals with all this stuff and just see what they can do about that too.
0: All right. You're trying to put all the amenities back into it.
1: Yeah, pretty much.
0: (laughs) All right. Very nice. Well, I'm on track prep right now. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yep. I'm on track prep right now, so that's why the Type R is up on jack stands. For 10 years? No. I'm <laughs> <laughs> um, getting some fresh rubber. Okay. So the last time I was out, uh, my RSR RRs were done. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, they were done, done, man. And I went back and hit up my guy that I normally get my tires from. Yeah. And they were all on, like, back order. They had nothing available. Mm-hmm. And they weren't sure when they were going to get some in. So I started hitting up other people. And one, uh, an old friend of mine that that uh, works at a tire place, he actually hooked it up with some tires for, you know, brand new for 200 bucks. <laughs> hmm. And they're supposed to be com- competing with Federal for, like, the drift scene stuff and 200 tread, temperature uh, AA. Like, they were actually pretty decent. 265 square all the way around. Yeah. I took him out. He told me, you know, he'd give it to me for cheap if I take them out to the track and let me know how, let them know how they do so he can kind of like push them for other customers. Mm-hmm. They're probably better as a drift tire. Okay. Um, they stayed, they stayed consistent. They didn't really heat up as much as the federal RRs and like get really greasy because the RRs, as soon as you get them really, really hot, they grease like a motherfucker. hmm but these actually stayed fairly consistent the whole time. It just didn't have an um, as much raw grip. Yeah. So that was kind of disappointing. But I'm going to keep those and just use them for commuting.
2: Okay. Okay.
0: So I'm getting some fresh rubber for October 11th. Bert nice. And, Willow. and then I'm going to do, right now that it's up, I'm draining all the uh, brake fluid, getting some fresh brake fluid in there. Uh, I'm going to check all the breaks and everything like that, too, and make sure we're good to go for the track on, in October. Nice, nice. So I'm on track prep on top of the secret side stuff I'm working on. <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs> so that that's where I'm at. I'm freaking pumped to go. I'm super sad you're not going to go with me.
1: Uh, after checking my finances, it's not going to be available to me, honestly.
0: I know, I know. If anything, maybe you can just come out to the event and check it out for yourself. I'm,
1: I'm still down to go check it out, dude. Honestly, regardless. Yeah,
0: I'd say come down either way, check it out, and and see how it goes. Mm-hmm. And you'll want to go to the next one. I'm pretty sure. For sure. <laughs> the the
1: biggest issue was the helmet, honestly.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know we just missed that that pre-order from uh from We Don't Live. Yeah. If not, we probably would have. I don't know, barely made it on time.
1: <laughs> well, I just have to wait till for we, do, we don't lift. I'll have to wait like the first week of October if you have any leftovers to put online for sale. Okay. So I'll have to wait for that too, honestly.
0: But yeah, I'd say with that, Manny, let's call this an episode. Why don't you tell the people where they can find us?
1: Yes, you can definitely find us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Unaccepted Pod, And we do have a website where you can find us and look up merch and what we have and everything. stickers, cool apparel, unacceptedpod.com.
0: And be sure to like, subscribe, leave a review anywhere you're listening to this podcast. If you want to send an unaccepted rev, have a question, send a death threat, you can email us at unacceptedpodcasts at gmail.com. And we'll see you guys all next Wednesday. Adios!